on the Holy Spirit because I don't know what your background is of the Holy Spirit. Now, we had uh, a message in tongues earlier. We, we do move in the leading and the gifts of the Spirit in this church. And you say, well, I've got a lot of questions about that. Well, stick around, and I'll, I'll do a little bit of teaching on that and kind of give you a little bit of guidance on that. If you have your Bibles today, we're going to be in the book of Acts uh, chapter 1, verse 8. And I don't know, um, Tristan asked me if I was going to finish this series today. Um, I don't know what the Lord has in store, but I'm going to do my best uh, to, to give you what I, what I feel like he has given us. We, um, you know, Jesus, uh, when he left, he was leaving in John chapter 14. He told his disciples, he said, I'm going away, but, uh, you know, don't be dismayed because I'm sending a helper or a, a comforter or a counselor to help you. How many know that God will not leave us alone? Amen. He, he will not leave us alone. And so he told his disciples, hey, I'm leaving and, and, you know, sometimes uh, the third person of the Trinity or the triune God, I know Trinity is not found in the Bible, but, man, there is just glimpses of, of the, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit throughout Scripture, all right? And, and the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. You say person, Pastor. What do you mean he's a person? And he's, he is a person because here's why. He has characteristics of a person. He can speak to you. He can talk to you. He can guide you. He can comfort you, right? You can grieve him is what the Scripture tells us. And that, that means that you can, you can uh, disobey him. And that grieves the Holy Spirit. And so he has these characteristics uh, of them. And so, the, you know, some in my finite mind, I try to understand the Trinity. You know, sometimes it's hard to understand. You know, how many know that God is bigger than our own agenda and our own mind and our own way of thinking? And this is the way I can kind of describe the Godhead Trinity right here is this. Hey, water, all right, H2O, right, uh, water. How many like water? All right. Hey, when water is frozen, it is still what? All right. When water is at room temperature, it is what? When water is warmed up and turns to steam, it is still what? All right. So three in one. That's, that is my simple. Simplistic, very uh, Ozark raised, barefoot, hillbilly way of explaining, come on somebody, right, uh, uh, what, what the triune God is. And, and, you know, um, and I think some of these things will come into full once we reach heaven. Once we see him, we'll know these things and these things will all come. But the spirit of God, I talked about this last week uh, or a couple weeks ago, that the spirit of God came as a comforter, but he comes to convict and to comfort us, right? I talked about that. And uh, 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 the Spirit of God will convict us. The Spirit of God, will, once we're saved, will convict us when we want to cuss someone out for pulling out in front of us. Come on, somebody. You shouldn't say that, right? And you'll feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And listen, you ought not talk the same way you used to talk before you were saved. Come on, somebody, right? Right there. And you ought to have a change in attitude. The Holy Spirit's coming along, and he convicts us, and he changes our nature. And last week, we talked about how the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth and his truth and what that means. And we are to stay in step with him 
And this is what we'll know. When we do this, when we follow his conviction we follow, and his comfort, and when we follow when he guides us and we stay in step with the spirit, guess what? We will grow, 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 and we'll mature in the faith. If you are in the same place that you were a year ago, I want to challenge you, come on, to let the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, guide you. And so I, uh, I talked about this. I'm going to do this as quick as I can. We talked about two distinct works of the Holy Spirit when he came, and there's two uh, uh, things that we hold here at Cornerstone, doctrinal stances, is this. We believe that the Holy Spirit came, and, and the first thing is regeneration. When we are saved, listen, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. And I, I, I don't have the scripture here, but I can give you scriptural uh, uh, references to that. So what that means is there is a rebirth in us, right? Uh, it's not T.J. Skiles that lives, but it is Christ who lives within me. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells and lives in us and will what? He will bring alive our mortal bones, right? He will, he will do that. And so he is in this process of regeneration. When a person believes on Jesus and they confess their sins, he is he is new in their life, and he will lead and guide. That's why I say you ought not talk like you used to talk once you come to know Jesus. Amen? Because the Holy Spirit's going, ah, don't do that. You ought not go into that place that you used to go. You better not hang out with those friends. You know how you are around those friends. So, And the second work that I that we're going to talk about today is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit or the, the baptism. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus said that he would send a comforter who would give them Power. Everyone say power. 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 Right? Power to be witnesses of the gospel. Power over sin. Come on, somebody. Right? And power over the bondages in your life. Amen? And with the baptism comes the working and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which we saw here. Listen, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about those in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 where uh, there is tongues and prophecy and healing. And today I, I want to talk about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. He will empower. So if you have your Bibles, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, I think most of you probably have that open. That was my, my little bit of an introduction right there. And I want to read this with you, and it simply says this. This is a point of reference where we'll be coming from today. Look at this. But you will receive what? You'll receive what? When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my what? In Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for your word today. God, I thank you for your anointing, God, that I feel in this house. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just, uh, God, soften our hearts today for the word of God. God, I pray, Lord, that you would lead and guide. Lord, that you would use me how you see fit today, God. I pray, Lord, that you would just make yourself known in this place. God, I pray for those who who may have barriers in their life, that they would be broken today in the name of Jesus. Those who do not see clearly, God, I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would make it clear, Lord, where they can see you crystal clear. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen. So that word power in the Greek is dunamis. Everyone say dunamis. And that word is this. It means this, explosive power. We know a thing or two about explosives around this joint, right? You know, every Friday I hear explosions out at the crane out by my house, right? And, you know, they do them every 30 seconds or so. And sometimes, you know, if you go by one of the quarries, you, you know, you can hear explosions all the time around this place. But power, and, and that's where we get our word dynamite, our English word dynamite. 
And, and, and here's what I want to tell you about that power, that explosive power or that miraculous power. I want to say, how many know that the Holy Spirit wants to give you miraculous power? You know what that means? Beyond your own natural ability. Right? How many are amazed that, the, that the, uh, 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 the disciples and the apostles, you know what? They moved in the power of God beyond their own natural ability. It was not them, but it was the Holy Spirit working in. And matter of fact, if you go back to Scripture, Jesus, you know, if you look at his life, he, he did some teaching early on in his life, but he didn't do any significant miracles in his ministry until one moment in his life. And after that moment, his ministry started and things began to change. In Matthew chapter 3, Jesus is baptized by John the Baptist, right? Now, remember that beautiful story. That's a great story. And he's there in the, in the Jordan River. And when he comes out of the water... The Bible says this, that, that the heavens opened up, amen, how many know that that's, that's amazing, and the Spirit of God uh, came down and dwelt on the Lord and rested on him like a dove. How many know that's amazing? And then out of nowhere, God the Father says, this is my son who I'm well pleased. There's a lot of miraculous things happening in that moment, right? And it's amazing. In Luke chapter 4, this is what it says after that moment. Luke chapter 4, verse 1 says, and Jesus being full of the what? Being full of what? Woo! He returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. So the Holy Spirit began to guide him. And so and Jesus goes out into the wilderness there, and he is tempted, or, or a better word, is tested there. And, and his ministry starts. And how many know that the devil comes on, and he tries to tempt him, he tries to to, to give, throw temptation at him, and Jesus every time, man, he defends it with the word of God, and he sends the devil packing. How many know that if you know the word of God, you've got it hid in your heart? Hey, guess what? You can send the devil packing when he comes to tempt you. Matter of fact, James says that God will make a way of escape. And so, listen, when you're being tempted, when you're being tested, you, should, you ought to pray, God, where is the door of escape? Can you help me find it? Amen. So Jesus tempted and he's tested and his ministry starts. And then uh, from this point, miracles begin to happen in him and through him. In Luke chapter 4, a little bit further down, verse 14, it says, And Jesus returned in the what? In the power. Everyone say power. He returned in what? Woo! So he's coming back with some power, some Holy Ghost power, right? In the King James, Holy Ghost power of the Spirit to Galilee, and, and, and a report of him went through all the surrounding country, and they began to hear of him, right? And so we, we see this uh, time and time again. So he, and Jesus moved in the same power that we can walk in today, amen? How many believe that that's for you today, amen? Amen? And Joel said it like this. He said in the last days that, uh, that God will pour out his spirit. Amen. And it's for us today. And it, you know, it says, I'll pour out my spirit and your young men uh, will prophesy and your old men will dream dreams. That's how you know if you're old or young. If God's given you dreams, then you know you're old. If God's given you a prophecy, then you know you're young, right? And so, uh, and, and, and he says he will pour out his spirit. So uh, when we first believe on Jesus, the spirit of truth dwells in us. Amen. Talked about regeneration, and he begins to teach, and he be begins to, to lead and guide us. But the set, there's a second experience of empowerment called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, some of you are from different backgrounds, you know, denominational. Some of you are getting triggered right now because you've said Holy Spirit one too many times in this service, Pastor. 
Luke chapter 24, verse 49 says this, And behold, I am sending the promise. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with what? Oh, you're gonna, you guys are going to get it in a minute. Power from on high. And so we, we see this in the life of Peter, right, in Acts chapter 2, and the disciples and the, those that were in the upper room. They were endued with power of the Holy Spirit, right? Peter was timid, right? Where was he when they, they were like, hey, you, you were with Christ, right? You remember him sitting by the fire? Peter, Peter uh, no, that's not me. I wasn't around. I, you know, you're, hey, your accent's giving you away there, Texas. Calm down. We know you're from Texas, right? Hey, you, you're from Galilee. No, 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 no. I never knew him. I don't know who you're talking. Timid, right? But look, hey, just a few weeks later, we see Peter on the day of Pentecost standing up, preaching the gospel and saying, you guys killed the Messiah. You guys, and, and you need to repent. And that day, 3,000, 3,000 were saved in that moment. How many know that that's power, that's boldness, amen? And in this time, listen to me, in this time and in this hour, listen to me, church. In this time and in this hour, how many know that we need a fresh touch of the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? We're not to be timid. Listen, we're supposed to be walking in Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost power. Amen? So I, I want to just tell you, here we go. Here, you know, I'm going to give you some points here. Why, why he empowers us. Why he empowers us. Okay, why does God empower us with the Holy Spirit? Are you ready for this? Number one, right here, you can write this down. You know what? We know it's to be witnesses, but I, I wanna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this together here. Here's the first reason why, why, the, why he empowers us with the Holy Spirit is this. To overcome our sin nature. To overcome our sin nature. Listen, you know what? Some of us, uh, you know, we, we like to lean on the grace of God an awful lot sometimes, you know. And we say, hey, God, uh, and, and God's grace is there. It's sufficient. It covers our wrongdoings. How many know that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God? And sometimes people fall a little bit more than others, right? But listen, the, what, what I'm trying to tell you today is that the Holy Spirit has come to give you power to walk over and, and get past your sinful nature. You ought not be doing the same sins that you did before, amen? Uh, even though I'm a believer, there are times that my sin nature, man, it'll rear its head up. Hey, you're a pastor, exactly, you know what? I deal with a lot of people. Sometimes people make me mad. A little righteous indignation. Come on, don't act all pious like you don't get mad at people. Oh, pastor, you don't get mad at. Listen, hey, that sometimes that happens. But and you know what? It, it, it's more natural for me to want to yell at someone. Come on, than it is to keep my peace. Right? It's more natural for me to want to want to just you know. Uh, let someone have it. It's more natural for, for you to let your uh, ex-husband know that, that he was two hours late dropping off the kids than it is to say, you know what, I'm going to give him a little bit of grace. Or the ex, come on somebody, right? It's more natural for me to walk in unforgiveness because somebody hurt me. Ooh, now you're stepping on some toes, Pastor. That's the natural thing. It's more natural for me to to want to do those things. And, and but but here's the thing. It's our sinful nature. It's sin natural, right? Comes easy to us. Man, it is easy to sin. 
But the Holy Spirit will give you power to overcome those types of sins and things. Amen. And here's the thing, we, I no longer succumb to sins and things of, of the flesh because the Spirit of God resides in me and, and people will wonder why. You know what, people ought to look at you and go, man, weren't you that joker uh, that was at the bar just six months ago? And, and man, you were, you were just living it up and, and what has changed? Weren't you the guy that was, that was messing around on your wife? And What's going on with you? What has changed inside of you? As a matter of fact, Galatians 5, I, I love this. Uh, you know, it talks about things that uh, in our flesh. And how many know that our flesh will lead us down bad, bad, bad roads? Matter of fact, Galatians 5.16 says this. It says, but I say, this is Paul writing, but I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. That's why you need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit with you. The Holy Spirit will lead you and empower you to overcome your sinful desires and flesh. So, so what are those? Look at this. You go a little bit further. Galatians 5, 19 through 21 says this. Now, these are the works of the flesh are evident. You ought to write these down. Which are? Are you ready for this? Adultery. All right. Fornication. Uncleanness. Lewdness. Idolatry. Sorcery. Hatred. Contention. Jealousness. Outbursts of wrath. Selfish ambitions. Dissension. Heresies. Envy. Murders. Drunkenness. Revelries. And the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You got to go back to this, man, that's a big long list. Well, write it down, pastor. You know what? Just, just circle that list right there. But you go back to the verse of this. Paul says this, but I say what? Walk by the Spirit and you won't gratify those things because the Spirit will lead you in all Truth, what's right, what you're supposed to do things. You know what those that big long list is? That is the fruit of the flesh. That's what you get when you sin, all those things. Those things lead to sin. What is sin? Separation from God. To miss the mark is a, is a, is a good way uh, to translate sin. And those are the fruit of the flesh. And, man, they are easy to do. Like I said, it's easier to tell someone off than it is to keep my peace. Right? It's easy to, to get mad at the person that cut you off, right, and give them a mean face and wave at them, not with all your fingers, than it is to go, bless you. I know you made a mistake. You accidentally pulled out in front of me, right? Stop mean mugging me, right? How many know that, that, that those things, that, that list, those things are easy for us? And I, I feel like that, that, that list, you may say, hey, Pastor, I feel like that list is me. But here's the good news. God wants to give you power. He wants to give you power. How many believe that today? He wants to give you power to overcome those things. Uh, I, I love this. The Holy Spirit, I talked about this. Uh, the Holy Spirit's mentioned 100 times in the Old Testament and 261 times in the New Testament. Smaller book, mentioned more. And you know what that tells me? That the Holy Spirit plays an important role in the New Covenant and the New Testament person's life in our lives. Front and center needs to be there. Listen, Galatians 5, through 25. The next part of this scripture says this. But the fruit of the Spirit is, okay, so we talked about, we talked about what the flesh brings, but this is, what, this is what the Holy Spirit brings, all right? You ready for this? The fruit of the Spirit is love. Woo! Joy. Come on, everyone put your joy on. It <laughs> doesn't matter what's going on. I can smile because God's in me, <laughs> right? Peace, come on. 
long-suffering, kindness, goodness. For all the people who struggle with people cutting you off, long-suffering, long-suffering, long-suffering. Come on, I'm preaching to myself. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Don't fly off the handle because the Holy Spirit's at work within you. You know what? There's been many times that the Holy Spirit has stopped my tongue and kept me out of a lot of trouble. Come on. Gentleness, right? Gentleness. Uh, 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 I love that. So uh, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are, are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. That means those things should be left in the past. All that big list should be left in the past. And you ought to be walking in love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Come on, somebody, right? And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. It's like the Holy Spirit's like, march, march. Okay, I got you. I can follow these directions. Left, left, right, you know. The Holy Spirit will convict and guide us into truth. And, and this is what happens. Our nature will change. I begin to think about this. I had a friend, well, an older, older kid. I was growing up in church. That, and, and we knew about him in our small community. And he was a mess. He was a pastor's kid. How many know the pastor's kids are the worst kids? It wasn't me or my family. I was just another guy from another church. And, and he was older than me, but I remember just hearing terrible stories about him. Did you hear what this guy did this week? Do you know he busted out the windows in so-and-so's car? Did you know that he was drunk at this party? Do you know he was strung out on drugs? And I remember just hearing those things. You know, that, that should tell you right there. You shouldn't, be, you shouldn't be speaking those things over people, right? But, but I'll never forget, he came into our church. Listen, he came from a different, uh, uh, you know, denomination. But he came into our church. He just happened to walk into our church. And that night, he gave his heart to Christ. And it was amazing. There was a transformation in him. And he went from the druggie, uh, alcoholic kid that liked to break out windows. And listen, God did such a work with him. Within a short few months, he was leading a group out to go witness, to tell people about Jesus. He had a boldness of the power of the Holy Spirit in him. And I can tell you today, if you're here today, you're struggling with your sin nature, the Holy Spirit can help you. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. How about this? To overcome fear. Here's the second one. The, uh, God empowers us to overcome fear. If there's anything that was revealed in the pandemic, it was that fear has deep roots in our society. You know what? I can look at my phone and I get news things that come over my phone. I ignore most of them, I'll be honest with you. But I saw one today, you know, and there's wars and rumors of war and there's stuff going on in Ukraine and all these things. And fear drives our society left and right, you know. Oh, man, you got the donkey on one side saying one thing and you got the, you got the, the, the elephant on the other side saying another thing. And it's, hey, if you do this, you're going to be scared. You're going to be scared. How many know that we need to not worry about the lamb or we need to not worry about the donkey or the elephant? but we need to, to follow the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? And I've learned, listen, I've learned in ministry, one of the biggest fear uh, tactics that the enemy likes to use is fear. Because, listen, if he can put fear in your heart, he can paralyze you. He can keep you from moving in God, and he can keep you stuck right where you are at. Amen? What happens? First Timothy 1.7 says this, For God has not given us, what, a spirit of, do you read that? He has not given you a spirit of fear. So if you're walking in fear, that ain't from God. 
Matter of fact, it goes on to say this, uh, but he has given you what? He's given you power and of love and a sound mind. Power over fear. This tells me that the spirit of God will empower you to be bold, not timid. Amen? Listen, it doesn't matter if you're an introvert. Come on, somebody. The Holy Spirit comes on you. He will give you power. Man, stop using that fear crutch. I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert. Right? Holy Spirit, get the Holy Spirit up in you. You'll be whatever he wants you to be. Amen? Amen? And and the Spirit of Christ is not fear. So, uh, you know, I I began to think about this. You know, uh, a couple years ago, we went to see my parents, and they live near a river. And we decided to go to the river to go swimming. And and when I was a kid, we used to go jump off of this rock. How many know when you're young, uh, you're fearless? When you get a little bit older, you you, you question things a little bit more. And I got up on this rock to jump off into the, the water, and it was higher than I remembered it being. I mean, know what I'm talking about, right? Ladders are taller than they used to be, in my opinion, right? And, and I'll never forget, we're sitting there with the kids, and, and everyone's just kind of waiting and waiting and, and seeing, you know, hey, you go, you go. And we're just seeing if someone else will go. And, I, and I'm sitting there, and, I, I, and fear is, is welling up within me. I don't even know why. And the next thing I know, little old Zaley over there just goes, Phew. How was that? Fun. <laughs> right? Fear will keep us from, from, from doing things. Amen? Right? Listen, don't put the Holy Spirit in your, in, you know, some of you say, well, I, I'm an introvert. I just don't like talking to people. Don't put the Holy Spirit in your personality box. Right? Come on. He's given us what? Power. Right? Sound mind, amen? So if, if the Holy Spirit can turn a bunch of fishermen and tax collectors into a group that flipped the world upside down, you are here today because 12, uh, uh, 12 uh, disciples went and, they, and the apostles, they went and they spoke and they preached in boldness and in power to people, amen? You're only here today because, because of what they did, many of them dying, come on, dying for their faith. How many know that takes boldness? And this is what I'll tell you. We as the bride of Christ, we carry the truth. Come on, we carry the truth of God's word in us, amen. We carry the hope of Jesus Christ, amen. We carry the love that will, that will set people free. Then why is our society so lost? Because the church is timid. We've lost the power that we once had. You say, well, how do we get that back? Repentance. God forgive me. God forgive us. Lord, give me power. God, uh, I've been walking in fear. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. How many know that fear is a liar? Amen? Amen. So look at this. Here's the next one. To, to overcome brokenness. This is another reason why he empowers us. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says this. The Holy Spirit, I like the way that the Living Bible says this. The Holy Spirit displays God's power through each of us as a means of helping the entire church. Do you know that the Holy Spirit in you is used to help other people? It's not just for you, but it's also to encourage other people, help other people. The Holy Spirit wants to empower us to help others in their brokenness. Come on. Your family members, come on. Your friends. That homeless person on the street, right? The Holy Spirit wants to use you to, to talk to them, to love on them, to share the love of Christ. See, when we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, we'll, 
will help others overcome their, their brokenness. And, and you see this. I, I love this because in, in Acts chapter 16, there's a story of Paul and Silas, and they're in the prison, right? And they're there singing, and, and God does this amazing miracle as they begin to sing. He, that earthquake happens, and the prison doors open, right? And their chains break off, and all the prisoners are there. And, and the guard there on duty is about to take his life. But Paul, being very discerning of the Holy Spirit, letting the Holy Spirit speak to him, he stops that guy, and he says, hold up, don't kill yourself. Stop. And this guy was wanting to kill himself because he thought everyone escaped, and that meant that he would have to fulfill all of their uh, uh, sentences. The, all the people that escaped, he, that guard would have to. So he knew, hey, I, I am done for here. This is not going to work. And he's about to kill himself, and Paul says, stop. Stop, 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 stop. He said, you need to be saved. And this man says, what must I do to be saved? And he leads him to Christ. Amen, right then and there. Listen, he's not. he doesn't baptize him. He's not filled with the Holy Spirit. But he leads him to Christ right then and there. Amen. Further in this chapter, in, in the book of Corinthians, we see this. Uh, Paul talked about these gifts that the Holy Spirit uses in us to help those that are broken. Here's a few of those gifts. Wisdom. You know, God will use the wisdom that you have to pour into Listen, I'm going to tell you, the older generation, you need to pour into this younger generation. You need to give them some wisdom. You need to help them to not go through the same things. That, listen, let that wisdom come. You say, well, it's going in one ear and out the other. Tell them anyways. Love on them anyways. Give them the wisdom that God has given them. Here's another one, knowledge. How about faith? One of, the, one of my wife's greatest gifts uh, of the spirit that she has is faith. She has more faith than I do. You'd have to have faith to marry me. Faith, and when we're in, in, a, in a situation where, man, it requires a lot of faith, you know what? She's like, we got this. I, I trust God, and I'm like, one day I'll get your kind of faith, Kristen, right? We walk by faith, right? Not by sight. Healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning of the Spirit, speaking in tongues. Yes, you heard me say that, speaking in tongues. Some of you are like, oh, that's so, that's so weird. I don't understand it. Listen, if, if you have a problem with people who speak in tongues, then you have a problem with the New Testament because those who wrote it spoke in tongues. Paul said, I speak in tongues more than any of you. And I hope that all of you speak in tongues. It's this language, this edification that God begins to speak through us. Sometimes we don't know what to pray, and the Holy Spirit will pray for us, inter interceding for us. Amen? Amen. And interpretation of tongues. So uh, I, I begin to think about this. There was a, a, a pastor that came to one of our uh, one of the churches I was serving at one time, and, and I'll never forget, I was, he, was, he was getting ready to speak, and I was on the piano, I was leading worship, and uh, after worship, and he's just sitting there, and in the, he just starts prophesying over people. And he looked at me, and he said, hey, hey, uh, TJ, I, I just feel like I need to tell you this, this, this. And these prophecies were, were what I needed to hear in the season that I was at. How many know that God will use you, amen? Uh, you know, and... Um, Last year, I'll never forget last year at camp when we were at camp. And I, uh, the last night at camp, you know, I just, I, I just laid it out there the best that I could. And, and we had an amazing altar call. And the bishop uh, of, of that uh, or the leader of, uh, of that district where we were at, he began to uh, just prophesy over kids. He got up there and he started just, just speaking over them. And he prophesied over me. How many know that God will use people, God will use you to speak into someone's life that needs to hear it? Amen? See, we, we miss this power sometimes. We walk around in defeat to our sin and fear and brokenness, but the Holy Spirit wants to set you free. Amen? Listen, I, 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 how many know who William Booth is? Anybody ever heard of William Booth? 
William Booth. He is the founder of the Salvation Army. You ought, to, you ought to look him up. He's an amazing guy. He was a Methodist minister and just had a heart for people, love people. Matter of fact, they've dubbed him the prophet of the poor. Uh, and, and he just loved on everybody. He did what he could. And listen, the, the, uh, the Salvation Army didn't start with just red kettles outside of Walmart at, at Christmas time. That's not what that's not how they started. You want to know how they started William Booth? He began to pray for people, and he was led by, by the demonstration and the power of the Holy Spirit, and he began to help the broken people of England. And then the Salvation Army began to expand through Europe, and it expanded into America, and it has grown. And you see it today because of some power that the Holy Spirit demonstrated. As a matter of fact, he said this, and I really like what William Booth said. He said this of the Salvation Army. We are a salvation people. This is our specialty. Get saved and keeping saved and then getting somebody else saved. How many know that, that that's awesome? I love that right there. And many of the converts included those who would be otherwise uh, unwelcome in, in uh, reputable society or in churches such as prostitutes. Come on. Such as alcoholics. Such as drug addicts. The most deprived in society, he said, come on. Holy Spirit's got some power that can set you free from those things. Amen? And let me ask you this question, and I, I, I promise you I'm, I'm winding down. Let me ask you this question. Why don't we walk in his power? That's my challenge. I mean, the Holy Spirit brought me with a strong assignment today. Here's number one. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. You know why some of us don't walk in this power of the Holy Spirit, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit? We were never taught about it. You may come from a different denomination. I don't know what your denominational background is. I don't know what church you came from. And there are groups who will teach the Bible, but they'll get to this part. And they want to push the Holy Spirit in the corner and say, we just don't really like to talk about that. We, you know, that's uncomfortable. I, I want to tell you this. Our church, we believe in this full Bible, even if it makes us uncomfortable. Come on, somebody, right? Amen? Amen? So some of us, some of you didn't even know that you could have this power. And some of you think, oh, pastor, you have the power because you're the preacher. No, no, no. You have the power in you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Amen. God uses me. Listen, but God will use your daughter to teach you. Come on, somebody. God will use your husband to teach you. God will use your kid to teach you. God will use whomever he wants. But most of all, the spirit of truth is to guide us, the word of God. And, you know, Jesus is the chief shepherd. You know what I am? I don't even call, I, you know, you know, pastor, you're the shepherd. You know what I think I am? I'm more like a sheepdog. <laughs> Trying to round people up all the time. That's what I feel like. I'm just biting people's ankles. <laughs> Listen, the Holy Spirit does the ministering. He'll use men. He'll use women. Holy Spirit does the ministering. And all the Holy Spirit's looking for is a willing vessel. Listen, I don't know your background. I don't know that. But the Holy Spirit's just looking for somebody that says, yeah, use me. Send me, Lord. Use me. In Acts 19, there was a group of men who were, who were disciples of John the Baptist. And, and Paul comes around to Ephesus. And he runs into them and he says, hey, how are you guys doing? They're like, man, we're doing good. We were baptized by John the Baptist. And he's like, 
hey, have you been baptized with fire? They're like, what in the world are you talking about? Wait, you were baptized with water, but you haven't been baptized in fire. And Paul says, listen to me. So I'm going to baptize you again. Baptize you. And, 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 and like, because Jesus commanded us, listen, we're going to profess your faith here. So they baptize them again. And then he lays hands on them. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. They're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Some of us have come from backgrounds that we just didn't know about. Maybe you didn't know about it. But listen, the Holy Spirit wants that for you. It's a gift. So listen, here's another one reason why. We, here's, we don't know how to receive it. You know, I'm not good at receiving gifts sometimes. I'm not good at receiving compliments. You know, I'll joke around and be like, yeah, well, I know I'm good looking, Tristan. Thank you for doting on me today, right? But I'm really not. I'm, matter of fact, I had a lady give me a compliment one time when I was a youth pastor, and she said, you're doing a good job. And I was like, uh, I don't know. And she goes, will you just take a compliment, TJ? Right? And, and sometimes, listen, we don't know how to receive the things that God has given us. Uh, the word, uh, 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 he said you will receive powers, what Acts 1.8 says. And that word receive is the Greek word lambano, and, and that, not labamba, labano, okay, Okay, Lombano. The English language doesn't doesn't do this word justice. Our word receive is not good for this. It doesn't really get the understanding of what it means. But when we think of receive, this is how we think about receive. I just sit back and do nothing. Give it to me. Our American society, right? No, no pursuit here. If you're gonna give it to me, just give it to me, right? But here's the deal. The meaning of that Greek word is this. Listen, let me see your hand. It means to take the hand and grab a hold of. I receive. I take it. I want it. Matter of what, thanks, Matt. Hope I, I didn't pull your arm out of socket. One of the things they taught me in football, and they needed to teach me a lot, but when I was a receiver, they said, listen, Skiles, when you go out on your routes, you're short, you're little, but you're fast, and you're feisty, and we like that. That's me. But when they throw the ball, you gotta you gotta get it at the highest point that you can get your little short self up there. You gotta receive that ball. You gotta you gotta grab it and pull it down to you. The Holy Spirit wants to dwell in us, but sometimes, man, the fear of us, man, I, I don't know how to receive that. You gotta pursue it. You gotta grab it. You say, Holy Spirit, I want that empowerment in my life. I'm tired of walking in fear. I'm tired of walking in sin. Listen, I want you to understand the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is about the power of the Holy Spirit. It's about to be the Lord's witness. How are you going to be a good witness? By not sinning. How are you going to be a good witness? By not walking in fear. How are you going to be a good witness? By letting spiritual gifts work through you to bless and to love others. Amen? It's all active pursuit. Matter of fact, Hebrews 11, 6 says that God rewards those who diligently seek him. So if you say, hey, I want to seek the Holy Spirit, he is going to reward you. That's not a man that he should lie. What are you saying, Pastor? You won't receive it unless you pursue it. I told you last week the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He wants to guide you. He does not want to dominate you. He will not dominate you. He gives you free will. You get the choice. Am I going to pursue him or not? Here's the, here's the last one right here. We, we grieve the Holy Spirit. Here's another reason why we, we don't have the power. Ephesians 4.30 says this, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. 
You know what that means? That means that uh, uh, that when you when you don't move in the direction in the guidance of the Holy Spirit, you don't do what He says. He's grieved. He's hurt. TJ, you you should have did that. I I told you to go speak to that person. I, I told you that. that and you made every excuse, and it saddens him, it grieves him when we resist the movement of his power in our life. And I don't know about those gifts. I don't understand. Just get past the gifts and think about the power that God wants to use through you. I believe fully in the gifts and those, that those things are important. Listen to me. But listen to me. Some of you are so caught up on tongues, you need to get past that fear and, and get to where God wants you to be. Amen? Obedience to his words, his teaching, and his spirit, his guidance in our lives, his He's grieved when you worry about what others will think and you don't let him empower you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, it says this, and I'm wrapping up right here, I promise. Third, third ending right here. It says this, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the what? And what? You know who said this? Paul. Paul was educated, the most educated apostle by a long shot. He had all the know-how. He knew how to, to entice and say things and to draw people and all, all those giftings. But he says this right here. Hey, my speech is not what I'm depending on. When I came to you, I wanted to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit. And I don't know, when I read that and I began to think about that, I had to say, God, Forgive me. God, forgive us, right, for not walking in the demonstration of the power of God. We've Listen, we've heard enough good preaching, right? We've, and, and, and let's see some demonstration. The same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. That is power. Amen? And here, this is what I'll tell you as a pastor here. I'm going to teach you that. I'm going to demonstrate that in my own life the best way I know how. Am I going to fail? Probably. You give me grace. Amen. I'll give you grace. But here's what I know. If we want the power of God, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this is what I do. I do know this. It takes repentance. God, forgive us. Sometimes, you know, some people are filled with the Holy Spirit right when they're get, they get saved in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some people, they, 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 they're they infilled with the Holy Spirit. The regeneration process starts. God begins to get those. Then they come back. Then they're filled with the Holy Spirit. I'll never forget the day that I was filled with the Holy Spirit as a young man. And, and God changed me forever. I got bolder than I ever have been before. Some of you say, man, pastor, sometimes you're bold and bright. No, that, that's the Holy Spirit speaking. Will you bow your heads with me all across this building? He wants to empower you. The Comforter wants to empower you. I, I know you may come from a different background. You may not understand this. First of all, I want to say this. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, he wants a relationship with you. Maybe you just came by happen chance. I want you to know him today. If you're here and you're under the sound of my voice, you don't know Jesus and you want to know him, would you just lift your hand, anybody in this building, just to just take just a moment to do this. Will you wait just a moment? All right. This is what I want to do. Look at me real fast. If you're here and you say, hey, pastor, I've been walking in fear. I've been walking in sin. I've been not 
helping the broken. I need a fresh touch of the anointing. I need a fresh touch of the power of God. If that's you, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do something different today. I know. Hey, it's okay. I promise you. doesn't matter what time it is. If you want something from God, just come. Just come right now. Come. Just say, hey, I, I, need, I, need, I need a fresh touch of the power of God in my life. I, I've been struggling. I've been struggling. Come on, come. Come, come, come. Can I get, can I get our, our, our board and our prayer team, can I, can I get some of you guys down here to just hold these guys up in prayer, just begin to speak to them, begin to love on them. Come on, come on, come on, help them. Come on, if you're, if you're coming from the balcony, come, come. Don't just stand with me, if you will, right where you're at. I want you to stretch your hands this way. Begin to pray for those down here who, who, who just need a touch. A fresh touch, a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit in this place. We're going to sing this song. We're going to sing this song. And we believe right now that, that the Holy Spirit is going to lead you. He's going to help you. He's going to help you to overcome fear. He's going to help you to overcome uh, the, the, the hold of sin in your life. The Holy Spirit is going to help you to walk in, in boldness and strength. Come on. Come on. I, I need some more, more people to pray. Come on. Come on. I need some more people over here to pray. I, I need a few people to pray over here. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, sing, sing, Christine.